The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Glory be to God. Ephesians chapter 5. A quick verse before we get into the word for today. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 14. Let me ask your neighbor, how was your week? All right. It appears there are some of you that could not make it to service last Sunday on site, perhaps because of the rain and maybe the full scarcity issue. You seem to be present here this morning. So ask your neighbor, I've missed you. I've missed you. Particularly if you were not around last Sunday on site. And like Pastor Tola just threw one very subtle jive. For those of you that you seem to be settling for online, online, online only. Let me just remind you that the pandemic is over. <laughs> you are free to come to church. This, the online experience is just um, a substitute. It's something about getting up in the morning, particularly on a Sunday morning, um, dressing up, getting the kids ready, and yeah, there may be some obstacles here and there that you may have to go through and dragging yourself, spirit, soul, and body, praise God, to church. For one reason, and we can list a thousand and one reasons, but I will give you one very simple reason. God is worth it. Hallelujah. Somebody say God is worth it. God is worth it. Praise God. And even midweek service, I mean, I'm someone that believes um, we should be accommodating and understanding. Um, we have the midweek service on site. When the pandemic came, we were doing it strictly online in remote areas, but we're doing it on site. And we are not ignoring the fact that there are many, many challenges in Lagos for people to move around um, on a weekday evening um, to come to service. But again, I will tell you, God is worth it. Praise God. Let me tell you, neighbor, God is worth it. Um, one of the things I believe I'm going to talk to us about very briefly this morning is sacrifice. And um, if you have to make sacrifices to come physically to church, um, to be among the brethren physically, when Apostle Paul wrote to the Hebrews and told them that as you see the last days approaching more and more, do not forsake the gathering together of one another. As the manner of some. And I think that some was predicting at those people that on-site service doesn't seem to make any sense to them anymore. But you know the devil is a very crafty devil. Hello? Um, so, um, let's, if you can be in church physically, Sunday, Wednesday, every time we gather, be in church. Praise God. Be in church. Ah, it's going to be a bit inconvenient. Make sacrifice as often as you can. Why? God is worth it. <laughs> Praise God. God is worth it. You don't know exactly what you're missing out on by not coming to church physically when you can and if you can. 
You don't know. And nobody can know. What we know is that the scripture tells us to always come together in the latter days. That's what we know. There are many things God doesn't tell us, but what he has told us is sufficient. Can I hear a loud amen? There are many things he doesn't tell us because our minds cannot fathom it. Even the ones he has told us, some of them our minds cannot even fathom it. Like telling us that everybody can come into next levels. Please put that Ephesians 5.14. Okay, you put it up. Yeah, put, put up the text. I will talk about it, but some people's minds have not caught up to it yet. Because you look at yourself, you look at your circumstances, you look at where you have been, you look at what you are going through now, and maybe they are not talking to me. I'm talking to you. <laughs> and more importantly, God is talking to you. Praise God. You can have next level. You can. That means you can progress from where you are and where you have been in different areas of your life. Again, that's why we put that word in plural. So don't just settle for one. In fact, I think if you are settling for one, you are probably robbing yourself. You should take as much as you can gather. I love that song the choir just sang. Interestingly, I wasn't sure I was going to say it, but I should say this. I had... I didn't know they were going to sing that song. So I had picked that song in my spirit that after they do their song, when I come up, <laughs> I had picked up the lyrics. So I was so, in, in, I just said, uh, the Holy Ghost is amazing. When Mr. Dekoya came up and I said, I had them playing the, the, the keyboard. There's an outpouring of abundance. New doors have been opened. Hallelujah. Praise God. There's an overflow. And it's for everyone. Hallelujah. Somebody shout everyone. everyone. Say that includes me. That Help me tell your neighbor that includes you. That everyone. And it's in different areas, different aspects of your life. Praise God. And all you need to do is to start walking in what we are teaching you. I'm, I'm being very, very, I like what Pastor Tola did this morning, all those steps, because the simple practical truth is this. You know, many times in the body of Christ and in church, I think we sometimes underestimate, not every time, but sometimes, and maybe probably often on an individual level, people underestimate the things they need to do to get to, to move from where you are to get to where you need to get to. You may probably need like 20, 25 steps if we are going to list out everything you need to take. Many, many things. A lot of what she said. And I'm being very, very careful in the parts where I'm teaching that I'm trying not to give you too many things. Because the simple truth is I can't give everybody everything exactly they need to do. So what God is leading me to focus on is what are the main things, the key things that cuts across what everybody needs to do. The person that needs to move to next level maritally may have so many other steps they need to take from the person that needs to move to next level spiritually. Maybe the spiritual person needs to take about three, four steps 
And maybe the married person or the person that wants to go to the next level in their marriage needs to take like 25 steps. Are you here with me this morning? And the best person that can help you to know those steps to take and when you have to take them is the Holy Spirit. Somebody say the Holy Spirit. That's where we started from. And if that's the only thing you learn in this series, how you can embrace the Holy Spirit and walk with the Holy Spirit, I'm telling you that's more than enough. If that's the only key you get, that all I got in that next level series is just me and the Holy Ghost. And I'm walking with the Holy Ghost like I've never walked with him before in my life. And that's all I got. I'm telling you that's more than enough. And I want to tell you this, if you are not hearing from the Holy Spirit, a simple thing is choir was going to sing a song, and, and I'm telling you this, I'm not trying to boast or anything. I, I, I picked out that this is the song I'm going to do, and you, you guys know many times when I come to church, I like to sing a song sometimes, but clearly God puts in my... This was before Pastor was still teaching, when I typed, picked up that song, and I didn't remember the lyrics of the verse, I wanted to start from the beginning. I was also going to sing the chorus. You pick up things like that by the Holy Spirit. Not just for preaching. Hello. And I'm telling you, if you are not there yet, like Pastor Tola said, don't deceive yourself. You're on level six, you want to get to level 12. You need to know where you are. If you are not yet at this place where you can hear things by the Holy Ghost, be inspired by the Holy Ghost, be told things by the Holy Ghost, on what you need to do, this service is for you. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? Particularly you. This service, I believe, is for you. And I want us to start with this verse, Ephesians 5.14. Therefore, the Spirit of God says, Awake you who sleep. That new creation, born again person, believer, that you are not hearing from the Holy Ghost. You, you, you've come into a season of next levels. God has opened doors for you. God wants to promote you. God wants to increase you. God wants to take you from where you are to bring you into another place that he has prepared for you. We read from... Um, First Corinthians chapter 2, was it last week? I'm not sure whether it was on the midweek service. That these things have been prepared for our glory before the foundation of the world. Now, that's another thing that is written, that our minds, you see, Douglas, look, let's not bother about the things God doesn't tell us. The things God is telling us in his word that our minds cannot handle, they are more than enough. First Corinthians 2, 6 and 7. That we speak mysteries by the Holy Spirit. Mysteries that are ordained for our glory, that God ordained for our glory before the world began. Hallelujah. Before the world began. Just digressing a little bit. That's what we talked about on, on Wednesday. Paul said, set your eyes on heavenly things. And we, we've studied and we've come to a place where one of the major heavenly things the Bible says is wisdom. And we are to get that wisdom. And we get that wisdom when we speak that wisdom. 
two most important things you can know about wisdom. You need to get it. And in order for you to get it, you need to speak it. Hallelujah. Your mind will never be able to grasp that fully. It's beyond the syllabus of human comprehension. But thank God we have the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And he can guide us. He can lead us. He can instruct us and he can correct us. And if he's not doing that in your life, sir, you are asleep. And you are asleep at a most terrible time. <laughs> it's not the time for you to be asleep. Let me tap a neighbor and say, wake up, wake up, wake up. Tap on that neighbor, your next level is beckoning upon you. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Awake, you who sleep. Arise from the dead. Praise God. And Christ will give you light. May that be somebody's portion in this service today. May you wake up in the areas of your life where you need to wake up. And may you wake up to the light that Christ gives. I can't hear a loud amen. amen. Praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Today is somebody's day. All right. Number one, what we've been talking about, your next level, the number one person you need, the number one thing you need, is not a thing, but just for the purpose of teaching, the number one point, the number one concept you need to understand is you need the Holy Spirit. And I want to really dwell on that today because every other thing I've said that I've shared with us, all the other things we've been sharing on what we all need to do to come into our next levels, it's going to take the Holy Spirit to help us to do that effectively. Hear me and hear me very well. It's going to take the Holy Spirit. And you can't navigate this world as a believer effectively without the ministry and the help of the Holy Ghost. We need to really get everybody to come to that understanding and that conclusion. That my day-to-day -day work, my day-to-day -day living, at home, on my job, whatever it is I'm doing, I, I need the guidance, I need the comfort, I need the strengthening, I need the intercessory ministry, everything, the comfort of the Holy Ghost. And I need to know how to engage that. Praise God. I need to know how to engage that. Last Sunday, I started talking to you about the new creation, and I said, walking in newness of life. I want to quickly close with that this morning. And I want us to do something the Holy Ghost has placed on my heart. We said number one is you've got to die to things. You've got to see yourself as a dead man walking. I use the phrase of some movies and series, walking dead. That you are dead to things. So they are not influencing your life anymore. If you are dead, certain things in this world cannot influence you anymore. But you are not just dead, you are alive. But you are alive in Christ. And you've got to be that kind of person. In your walk, there will be temptations, there will be challenges, many of them that the devil is throwing your way that are meant to hold you back from your next level. 
Hebrews 12 said we should lay aside the weights and the sin that easily besets us so that we are unable to run our race. It's in running your race that you keep going from one level to another level. But if you are weighed back by things of the enemy, you will not be able to come into those next levels. So you need to learn to die to things. And in a time like this, every one of us needs to engage the Holy Spirit to show us what we need to let go of, what you need to die to, what you need to give up so that you can move. Hallelujah. I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that lives, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God that loved me and gave himself for me. So I will not set aside the grace of God. And you're going to do this thing by grace. So you don't have to be burdened and overworried. If you fall, you can come back to God and ask for forgiveness and strength and help. Hallelujah. The second part of newness of life is what I would quickly want to touch on this morning. It's where we left off last Sunday. And I mentioned it to us, it's mind renewal. You need to renew your mind. Next level is impossible without mind renewal. And the Bible has a lot to tell us about our minds. To take us a very long time to study all those things. But let's start with the text we were looking at last week, Ephesians 4, 17. I think we need to look at that again. Ephesians chapter 4. And you will see the place of um, our minds in us walking and living the way God wants us to walk. Quick anatomy, again, of the human being. You are a spirit that has a soul that lives in a physical body. There are three parts to every human being as it were. The essence, the essential part of the essence of that human being, which is your spirit. That's really who you are. Then there is your soul. And your soul in turn has three parts, your mind, your will, and your emotions. And of course, there's your physical body, which is all we can see and touch. We can't see your soul. But we know that your soul is functioning from the way you talk, the way you relate with us. Because that's how we can gauge your, your reasoning, your, your emotion, your feelings. And I'm not talking about physical feelings of the flesh now. Praise God. So we have those three parts. And when we got born again, the Holy Ghost invaded or came to live in our spirits. The part of us that God recreated was our spirit man. He gave us a new spirit man. Took away the old and brought in the new. And essentially made us like him. And not only that, the Holy Ghost now dwells inside that our recreated human spirit. But like we said, there are three parts as it were to us. The spirit doesn't walk alone. As powerful as the spirit is, as great as the spirit is, and even with the fact that he is the essence of the person, he is the real person, without the other parts, 
the soul and the body, the spirit cannot function. No matter how anointed you are, no matter how full of the Holy Ghost you are, no matter how much you have embraced the Holy Spirit, if something happens to your physical body, just your blessed not even talk about your soul yet. And we can grade those three things if you want to say levels of superiority. The most superior is the spirit, then followed by the soul and the physical body. That does not mean the physical body is not important because if something small happens to your physical body, the whole body doesn't have to be corrupt. It can just be one part of the body. You hear of people that had their lungs collapse. Only the lungs, though. Every other organ is working fine. But just one part, lung collapse, legal po- um, um, kidney collapse, renal failure, one, something or the other, the whole body shuts down. And when the body shuts down like that, the spirit has to go. Because without a physical body, the spirit cannot stay on this earth. You call the physical body your house or your earth suits. Hallelujah. Likewise, just like your body, your spirit man cannot live in this world where the physical body is compromised, the spirit can also not express itself without the soul. Without the soul. And your soul is not born again. Praise God. What the scripture expects you to do now that you are born again, now that you have a recreated human spirit, is to keep renewing, retraining, learning new things and unlearning old things with your soul. All those three parts, you need to keep retraining them. The mind, that's your seat of reasoning. Your will, your seat of decision. And your emotions, your seat of feelings. Oh, you will feel me if I slap you or touch your body. But if I rain abuses on you from me, I don't have to touch you. Okay, let me do positive. If I bless you that, hey, by this time tomorrow, you are going to another level. You already feel good. That's the feeling we are talking about. It's not the feeling of your physical body. And if I say something negative, you feel bad where you are. Those, those, those three parts, they are, they are part of you. They are actually part of you, like your physical body is part of you, like your spirit is part of you. But this is the interesting thing. That soul component. Many times you see the Bible saying renew the mind, but what it really means is renewing the soul. Hmm. Praise God. If all you do is renew your reasoning and you don't renew your will, some people would not come to church today. Not that they have not reason that church is good for them. Oh. They know that one. If you sit down and have a conversation with them, I, it's better for me to go to church than to stay at home. But the will is weak. Maybe they stayed up very late yesterday night. And when their eyes opened this morning, the body said, I need another two hours, just two hours. You know how your body will negotiate with you when you wake up? My daughter will say, just give me five minutes. That five minutes is, it's a dangerous five minutes. <laughs> so the body wants to stay another five minutes. If you don't have a strong will, stronger than that weakness the body is placing, you will stay there for another five hours. It's five minutes the body has you for. Have you been there before? Uh-huh. Those of you that didn't raise up your hand, we know the devil that is working inside of you. 
That, that's what he's telling us here. Qu quickly again. And look how he starts the discourse from verse 17. Therefore I say, please watch this. Or this I say therefore, Ephesians 4.17, and testify in the Lord that, watch, watch, watch. And I'm telling you everything he's talking about here. He's talking about us walking in newness of life. And I'm telling you that that is a vital part to us coming to new levels. So don't walk like unbelievers walk. And you see again, he's talking about the way they operate in their soul. You should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk. How, how are they working? In the futility of their mind. He's not even talking about the fact that their spirits are not born again. We know that and that is true. But that's not what he's addressing here. Since the problem goes beyond just their corrupt spirits. See, it's that corrupt spirit that is making them operate with a futile mind. Futile mind. Having their understanding. See, the mind is the seat of, the re of reasoning. Having the understanding darkened. The understanding is not being enlightened. Being alienated from the life of God. That's their spirit now. But look at what it now says. Because of the ignorance that is in them. Again, that ignorance is operating in their soul. Because of the blindness of their hearts, many times the Bible interchanges the word heart and, and soul. Or heart and mind. Sometimes it uses the word soul and mind. If you, if you understand that anatomy of the human being, and sometimes it uses the heart to refer to the human spirit. But if you follow his thoughts, what is predominantly dealing with here is the state of the soul. And again, you will see that it's not just the mind. Read on with me. Because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their hearts, and again, he's really talking about the soul there, who being past feeling, he's not talking about their physical feelings. He's talking about their emotions, the state of the soul. Being past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness. So they are now lewd or when pressure comes, because their will is weak, they can't say no. They can't say no. An opportunity presents itself, an evil opportunity to them. Hey, steal money. Hey, tell a lie. Hey, sleep with someone that you're not married to. And that pressure is there. But because of the lewdness, they have given themselves over to lewdness because they are past feeling, and that's why they are now working all on cleanness and greediness. Now, remember, he, he said, don't walk like people that don't know God. But this is the interesting thing. You can be born again. And that's why he's writing this to them or to us. And all these things can still be happening to you. Even though your spirit has been taken care of. Hello? If you are hearing me this morning, say, Pastor, I'm hearing you. Praise God. So jump down to verse 22. And this is what he told us to do. You put off concerning the former conduct. 
talking about the conduct of the old man, the way a non-believer will, will behave, which grows corrupt according to the sinfulness of riches. And this is the key in verse 23. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. That phrase is awkward in the King James. What does it sound like? Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. It's as if your mind has its own spirit. Am I right or am I right? So when you are reading your Bible or studying your Bible and you see awkward construction like that, particularly in the King James, look for another translation. A more recent translation. And you will see the simplicity of what God is saying and which is my emphasis to us this morning. So put up the NLT for us. I love the way that was translated. Ephesians 4.23 in the NLT. This is the key. This is the second vital part of walking in newness of life that you need to be involved in now for you to go to next levels and to keep going to next levels. And you are going to do this all the days of your life on this side of eternity. Not just when Pastor T is doing a series on next levels. So it's good to learn it now. You know, we taught you how to walk when you were a baby and how to eat and how to take a bath. Am I right? Am I right? So we don't have to be teaching you how to take a bath now. Or do I have to teach you every morning how to take a bath? Does somebody have to teach you how to walk every morning? What you, have, you have what? You have learned it. It's necessary for your living and existence. You can do it by yourself. You've got to learn to walk in newness of life by yourself. It's good to learn it when the church is talking about it. For the several they're going to talk about it, but it must be a lifestyle. Like you know how to breathe. Like you know how to walk. Like you know how to take a bath. You didn't know how to do all those things when you were just born as a baby. You had to learn them. Learn to walk. Hallelujah. In newness of life. Two things are necessary. You must die. Somebody say, I must die. I, you're not saying it like you're hearing what I'm saying, no. Some of you are still talking as if you have another option. You must die to certain things. I have died to many things in my life. Now, there are still some things I'm trying to die to. Because it's a walk for the rest of your life. But from time to time, you, the Holy Ghost will help you. This season, second half of 2022, my son, my daughter, focus on letting go of these things. This is what you need to die to. I will help you. I will help you. That's what the Holy Ghost is telling you. I will help you. Then number two, you must renew your mind. What does that mean? Renewing the spirit of your mind. Look at it in the NLT. Instead, this is it. This is today's message. This is why it's so important. What I said happened to me, I mean, I wasn't, it wasn't part of my message. That you can pick up something that you are not, I wasn't thinking about it, and I didn't know what they wanted to do. And that's how you know many times the Holy Ghost talking to you. Things you shouldn't have known or ordinarily should not know. You just found out you know them. And it's a training. Look at how the NLT puts it. What, when the Bible tells you to renew your mind, what is it telling you? Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and your attitudes. Hallelujah. 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 Instead, glory be to God. Let the spirit, this translation says, there must be a spiritual renewal of your thoughts and attitudes. I love the way the translation, I, the NLT version I picked. Let the spirit. Somebody say, let the spirit. Let the spirit. That means you invite him in. Scriptures teach us in First Thessalonians, Paul told us, do not quench the spirit. 
You don't shut down what the Holy Ghost wants to do in your life. You yield to him. You let him renew your thoughts, give you a thought you are not thinking about. I could have picked a thousand and one songs. Glory be to God. And this is for everyday living. Let the Spirit renew your thoughts and your attitudes. Glory be to God. Let me begin to close this morning. So he said, put off the old man, Ephesians 4, 17 to 24. I want to charge everyone to go and study that portion of the Bible. I've read a few verses. Study it again. It's vital for your next level. Putting off the old man is like dying to things. I get easily angry. And I know it has been there since I was a little boy. I can lose my temper and smash things. You need to die to that thing. Hello? I tell lies. I'm saying it jokingly, I think. I need to die to it. I can't say no to certain things. And this is the simple truth. All of us have these things on one level or another. But you now need to know when the Spirit is beginning to prompt you. And this is what you need. This is what Ephesians 4 says. Let the Spirit, let the Spirit, let the Spirit, let Him renew your thinking and your attitudes. Let Him train you in a new way. You need to drop this thing. Sometimes it's not just things, it's people. You need to drop this boyfriend. You need to drop this girlfriend. You need to go away from these people. God told Abraham, leave your family. If Abraham refused to leave his family in all of the child dance, he would not step into the next level that we know him. That took a lot of cooperation. I know this was Old Testament, but that took a lot of cooperation in his soul. First of all, he had to accept the thoughts. And how many of you know it's never easy leaving your family? Even people that are not, well, nobody has perfect family. They have to go to a place, Abraham, where are you going? I don't know. <laughs> God has not told me yet. Who? Is it the God we worship here in awe? Which God? What's his name? Have you watched some of these old plays or shows where pagans are trying to discuss about God with Christians? Because everybody had God, though. And their God was an idol. So there we have something, or, ah, he's the God of thunder. We can see thunder. He's the God of the ocean. We can see ocean. Then the Christians are representing their own God. What was the name of your God? We can't see him. We can't feel him. We can't hear him. They were just looking at which God are you talking about? <laughs> when Paul got to Mars in the book of Acts, they called him the unknown God. <laughs> because we know Zeus. We know all these other gods. We know, we know Thor. We know all of them. God, but this one is unknown God. He doesn't have a voice. He doesn't have an idol. He doesn't have anything. But yet, you have to believe him. That takes a lot of training in your soul. Your soul. Hallelujah. He said, take off the old, be renewed. Glory be to God. And then he said, put on the new. That is the key to next level. And listen, listen, I love the way the NLT puts it. Let the spirit. Hallelujah. So everything we are talking about, walking in years of life, you need the Holy Ghost. Please hear me. This is the most important thing I believe I need to tell you this morning. 
you need the Holy Ghost to help you. Embracing a heavenly agenda, you need the Holy Ghost to help you. And of course, embracing the Holy Ghost himself. You need the Holy Ghost to help you. Praise God. God told me he wants to help people here this morning. Somebody say, Holy Spirit, I need you. I want us to rise on our feet. I believe I've said enough. I'm going to make two calls this morning. Two calls. Get on the keyboard for us. Say it again. Holy Spirit, I need you for my walk in life, for my next level. Please, I don't want you to just repeat what I'm saying. Mean what I'm saying. Oh, everything hinges on this. Say, Holy Spirit, I need you. I need you. I need you. Someone may come to a meeting like this or you go to another service and you are charged and you are stirred up. Maybe there's a very fairy preacher and you are so excited. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say yes. I know I'm going to do it. And you see such people, they carry on for one week, one month, they carry, but after a while, they can't sustain it. You know what happened? They've not allowed the Holy Ghost to help them. Oh, they want to renew their mind, all right. They want to renew their attitude, all right. Hello? They want to deal with their feelings. They want to deal with their emotions. If you sat down and have a conversation with them, they will tell you, Pastor, this is what I want. But only one person can help you get there. Hallelujah. Only one, one, the Holy Spirit. This is why God told him to come and live inside of you. Praise God. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 00 640.